Be gentle because I'm shy. You are not. You're the opposite of shy. <laughs> oh, I love your energy. For like a hot minute, I was like, am I supposed to believe this? And I was like, oh, no, I'm not supposed to believe that. <laughs> Welcome to This or More, a wild entrepreneurial podcast adventure for bold and brave creatives like you. I'm Tiffany Knapper, your host, holistic business coach, corporate music industry dropout, a seasoned five-time multi-six-figure entrepreneur, yoga instructor, and your go-to gal for heart-to-heart coffee chats. On this show, we're not just here to share stories. We're here to ignite a fire within you and make you realize that the reality you envision is just the tip of the iceberg. You're wildly capable of achieving that reality and so much more. So my friends, grab your cup of inspiration, settle in, and let's dive into another inspiring episode of This or More. Well, everyone, welcome to the podcast today. We have with us a very special guest, Kelly Siegel. Kelly, you are, I'm going to describe, list some words to describe you. You are high vibe, always learning, always striving to be better, eternal optimist, business owner, obviously, podcast host, author of Harder Than Life, also the same name as your podcast. And I can tell that you're a really driven person. We're going to dive into that in a little bit. Um, You have self-admittedly said that you thrive in a challenging environment. And I think once everyone learns a little bit more about you, uh, they'll see how apparent that is. But welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Well, I think I'm going to have to, my people must have paid you to say all those nice things about me, but (laughs) I I will tell you, I receive it all. I thank you. And it's an honor to be on the show. And uh, I'd like to start with maybe you need to marry me because that is beautiful. (laughs) Well, I do have a journalism degree, Kelly. So, you know, it comes in (laughs) handy now and again. (laughs) But no, it's true. You to say to all the boys. But it is, it is true. And to give everyone listening a little backstory, um, you and I met through a mutual friend, Craig Siegel. Craig and I met through a stage that uh, we shared a stage together in Nashville, Tennessee. And I think right away, that's just a really beautiful segue into this whole discussion about what we were just talking about before I hit record, about how connections are so important and about how when someone is showing up as their authentic self, And being very vulnerable, open heart, open mind, you know, what unfolds before you. And here we are, an example of that. Yeah, you just, when you just said that in my head, I'm thinking genuine authenticity. And then you just said it. So, uh, you know, Nashville is a small town and I'm actually made a lot of friends down there and plan on being down there a lot more. I must have crossed paths because I was down there with Craig probably the time after you guys spoke. And Mm -hmm. it really is a small world. And if you open your mind to, to possibilities, anything is possible. And, and really the, 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 there's no glass ceiling. There's the sky is the limit. As Craig always says, playing small is canceled. So mm-hmm. you are your own limiting belief and I don't have them. So here we are, and mm-hmm. I'm going to get behind you and push you as hard as I can and introduce you as many people as I possibly can with no strings attached and just love the heck out of you. <laughs> I love that. And I feel that I felt that the moment you and I, we first connected on an Instagram live and, um, and I felt that immediately. I was like, okay, he's my people. Um, which is really funny because I, I, you know, I think if I had not had an interaction with you and I had just seen a photo of you, you're, I mean, if you haven't looked up Kelly on Instagram, it'll be in our show notes down below. Uh, but he's this really buff fit, uh, you know, man. And I think I would have probably been a little intimidated by you and not known, um, and not may, and, and unfortunately for me, maybe I would have prejudged you a little bit. Right. And that's unfortunate. So I hope, I hope today we can, um, Wait, let me stop it here. What, what would you have prejudged me about? What would you have prejudged me about? Well, I don't know. I just don't know that I would have, and this is going to sound terrible, but <laughs> it's my personal life. So here we are. Uh, I don't know that I have had a lot of men in my life who were these like strong masculine energy who also were really dedicated to the personal growth journey and, humble and kind. And so I felt like I was going to save this for the end, but I feel like you've kind of, um, for me, helped me really like, un- you know, dismantle that belief a little bit and challenge that belief and be open to more opportunities and more relationships like this in the future that maybe I was subconsciously shutting shutting off or, or not letting in. Well, again, thank you for all that. It's very kind. I get, I do get that a lot. I get that 
as soon as I start speaking, I'm always like, oh, wait a minute. That's not what I expected. And yeah. I appreciate that. But I, I, I do want to shatter that preconceived yeah. notion that uh, big buff guys are meatheads or maybe not smart and not kind. Yeah. I, I will tell you, I did a lot of work to be like this. I wasn't always mm-hmm. like this. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it, it is the highest compliment. But also, you know, if you read my book or if you know anything about me, Heart of the Life, I'm this mm-hmm. big buff guy because this is my external armor to protect me from the outside yeah. world. My stepfather was yeah. very, very abusive and used to be and used to beat the crap out of me. So I built this mm-hmm. body to protect me. Well, mm-hmm. now I've done the work on the inside to protect me from me. The, the outside <laughs> world is good. I've got that licked. Now I got to worry about uh-huh. myself and my destructive habits and rituals yeah. that I used to do that I no longer do to live yeah. an easy life. Mm, my favorite word. Okay, we're going to dive right in then because uh, as you alluded, you've come through some pretty hard times to get to where you are. And I do want you to have a chance to just touch on it. We don't have to go too deep down the rabbit hole, but I think it's really important that people understand where you come from so that they can fully understand this transformation that you are a living embodiment of. So take me back just for a moment um, to your childhood. Awesome. I love talking about my child. I used to, you know, you're healed when you could talk about painful events and feel nothing and smile Mm -hmm. because you know, you're Mm -hmm. helping people. So I grew up far from Nashville, but not very much different than that. Uh, It was, I I grew up in a town in Michigan, right off of eight mile, like eight mile that Eminem made famous um, Mm -hmm. and grew up just like that movie where there were trailer parks and train wrecks and craziness and, and and all we did is is drink and fight and and that was your brotherhood um mm-hmm. all the parents were were drinking and i shouldn't say all the parents but everybody that i knew parents weren't around and we kind of raised ourselves and this is back in the day when we drank out of garden hoses and we rode bikes without helmets and we were and we drank and everything was fine i remember but those days nowadays <laughs> like oh my god what are we gonna do so um yeah. You know, you, you, I, I, for, I proceeded for 25, 30 years after that drink, the poison and expect my parents to die. And it just was a waste of time. And what, what, what I went through is I kept, I was on life's merry-go-round and I just got sick and tired of puking and thinking it should be different. So I'm changed mm-hmm. it and made it different. Mm-hmm. And I got off mm-hmm. that stupid merry-go-round and I got on a roller coaster and started living life and experiencing life. And I told mm-hmm. this on the last podcast. If you're not on a roller coaster, you're freaking flatlined and you're dead. Right. Who I love that. Who wants to be on a on a freaking merry-go-round just goes round and round and expect the same thing? And I tell you what, when you start doing the work on yourself, how good can you handle life? Because you just mm. said before we do it in this, opportunities start coming out of nowhere because mm. you allow them. You mm-hmm. put out the karmic energy that you can accept. I'm on your mm-hmm. podcast. I'm, I'm going to, I'll make sure I'm out in Nashville to just hang out with your beautifulness and, and I'll introduce you to people, which we've already done and mm-hmm. we'll collaborate and make amazing things. And that all started from a poor little hillbilly kid from South Warren that went to Lincoln high school. If you go to, if you watch any Hallmark after school special, any ghetto high school is always called Lincoln high school. So here I am and I'm a disruptor. I own an IT company that is very successful called National Technology Management. And we develop a cybersecurity platform that goes all across the country. It's simple and easy. And from that, I said, what else can we do? What else can I disrupt? So disrupting the misnomer that bigger muscular guys are, are, are not smart. <laughs> and I just really smart, what I really want to do yeah. is show people and model and inspire that vulnerability is cool. I will sit yeah. here and cry with you. I will mm-hmm. talk about the biggest insecurities that I possibly have and I will mm-hmm. hold space for you and I will set the tone for us to have the connection because I know on the other side of me telling you that I emptied a pee jar when I was a child, you're going to freaking feel vulnerable enough to tell me whatever you would want to tell me. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Vulnerability. 
Yeah. Uh, well, there's so much we could say. And it's a very, it's a very, you know, it is a very interesting story because it's always, you know, we love to see stories where someone makes it out of hardships and turns it around into something beautiful. And, uh, and I think most of us have some sort of a story like that in our future or in our past, but some some just maybe a little bit more colorful than others. Uh, but you you did you took you know you took a less than ideal, less than nurturing maybe childhood and have turned it into this life now where you get to go out there and inspire others and and. In your book, Harder Than Life, you share a little bit about that looking in the mirror moment, I want to say, maybe like when you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't know if I like what I see and you were in Key West, Florida. Tell us a little bit about that. And 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 honestly, what I want to know is a little deeper maybe than what I've heard so far, because I want to know what really and truly was going on in your mind at that moment where you were like, this isn't it. This isn't my, this isn't what my life's supposed to look like or feel like. Man, that, I've never been asked that way and that kindly. And I will tell you, and I've never said this before. Can I swear on this? Will they edit it? Sure. It, you I, can I, swear. I felt like a piece of shit. I would look in the mirror and just feel like a P, POS. And mm. I knew I was out of alignment. And I could, mm. and, and if I wasn't sure, I could just look and I'd see the blotchiness on my face from the alcohol and I would see whatever woman I was with or multiple women I was with. And I said, this ain't it, man. No <laughs> amount of booze, no amount of women, no amount of excess could make me happy. And mm. every time I looked in the mirror, I felt empty. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I was in Key West and I just was doing a self-evaluation and I'm pounding down a bottle of whiskey a day. And I'm a big boy, so I can I have a heck of a tolerance. Yeah, I, I'm sitting there drinking myself sober, and yeah. I'm with a bunch of uh, of people, just happy go lucky. And it's about this time. Dude, this is what's crazy. So it's uh, the week before before Christmas. It was just uh-huh. after Christmas that I went down to Key West. I think it may have been the day after Christmas. I went down to Key West, and I just went on a week long bender. And I said, I'm done. I'm I'm going to take a break. And that mm. break turned into, we're coming up on five years and wow. wrote a book, got a successful podcast, um, about to launch a health and happiness app. And we inspire hundreds of thousands of people all the time. And we've just begun to mm-hmm. cast the shadow yeah. that we're going to do. So 2024, we're coming for more and, and I'm going to be in alignment with who I should be. And I'll tell you, it all kind of came with surrendering, just saying mm-hmm. what's there's, and you can use God, you can use a higher power, you can use source, but lately it's, it, it's literally been God. God looks at, mm-hmm. it just says there had to be somebody looking out for me during all my craziness. I have been punched, mm-hmm. stabbed, shot at, gun to my head, beaten, ran over, and yet I'm still here. <laughs> You're still standing. And, and, and the entire time it's like, and I'm getting smarter maybe a little better looking. No, it's kidding. <laughs> Did I mention humble? <laughs> the glow up is real, Kelly. <laughs> no, life is good. And I, you know, if, if anybody thinks that I'm arrogant or cocky, then they don't know me because I just, they don't know you life is again so yeah. good right now. And it's yeah. only getting better. And I get to, I get yeah. to rub elbows with amazing people like you and push people like you that are doing even better than me and really making an impact in the world because we need a lot of us. The world is, yeah. it's sad that they, they, they call them one percenters. One percent mm-hmm. of the population has really figured out life. What's going on with that? Let's get it work on that. Percent. Let's yeah. get it to three yeah. percent. And yeah. it really just starts with your choices. What yeah. choices do you make on a daily basis? And yeah. those will determine if you're happy and successful. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of choices, <laughs> um, I think you are the epitome of someone obviously who has dedication to your journey and in a lot of ways, but I'm going to call out your fitness journey. I can't not call out your fitness journey. Uh, so we know, you and I both know, it's not always easy. And we actually have a 90-day story in common because yours was 90 days of sobriety is how you started your not drinking, not partying, all that, and started to turn your life around, if you will. Mine was, I was an over, I was a workaholic 
And I was really um, battling just all of the pressures internal, mostly, that came from trying to run four businesses at one time. And I didn't like who I saw in the mirror. And um, and so I did a 90-day journey of yoga, 90 days on my yoga mat that turned into 365 days on my yoga mat. So clearly, there's something off about us because we have a, this ability to take a challenge by the horns, right, or to really show dedication to something. And for you, obviously, you're very dedicated to the gym. I wish I would had a little, just an ounce of your enthusiasm about working out. I go in and out with the gym relationship. I'm still dedicated to my yoga practice, but I go in and out with my weights, and I'd love love to know just a little bit. So tell me, okay, at what age did you start working out? Let's start there. Oh, hold on a second. I want to I want to make sure that I just heard that right. Did you say yeah. you did yoga for 365 straight days? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. First of all, I don't I don't let's use the NLP. You were not weird. It's just the road less traveled. It's just never been done before. So True. just because True. it's never been done before doesn't mean that it's weird. That's freaking True awesome tip i think you. you just went up like 14 levels in, in my book and th that what people don't realize is that also that's all about being mindful it, it's a workout in and of itself but it's sure. also being mindful and being patient that was your first or not your first but that was a big personal development journey so wow we should write about we should do a collab about that that is really cool so back to the question kudos to yeah. you that's probably why you're so stunning because inside and out, you're you're just you just are embodiment of um of mindful of of, of oneness is yeah. what I would call it. So it takes a lot of patience to go to yoga every single day. Was it sixty or 90, 90 minutes? No, I was just doing it on my own. I wasn't going to a class. It was just every day I would roll out my mat. So it started off just about like 20, 30 minutes in my front room. I had my house in New Orleans at the time and I had this giant mirror in this front room on the fireplace. And so I would roll my mat out in front of it and I would do a yoga sequence. I would usually use like yoga with Adrian on YouTube or something like that. And then even when I traveled, I would just make sure no matter what I got on my mat and I would share it on Instagram a little bit back in the day and document what day it was, day 57, day 93. That's how I was like, oh my God, how did I get here? But I just was, you know, you know how it goes. Once you hit a certain benchmark, you're like, well, I can't give up now. <laughs> the you overachiever like is like. You heard of Andy for was 75 hard. You did like a 365 day impossible. <laughs> I, 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 you just think. People don't realize I, I work out almost every day as well. I, I, I cannot, mm -hmm. with my schedule, there are certain times where I'm traveling and I just can't, but, but I'm talking maybe five days a year that I don't. So it is that dedication is, I just have mad respect for you. So, um, and then you came out on the other end and knew what you wanted to do. So you asked me a question. Um, I said, when did, I start when did you out? start working out? Yeah. Well, I started working out when I was 13 because okay. my birthday's late in the year, November 24th. So. I actually started school ahead of everybody else because it, when I started, it was December 1st was the cutoff. And then mm -hmm. I got promoted in, in school. So I was always a really young kid. And okay. so all my friends were usually, and then I went up to, I went to a, a, a rough school. So most of the kids were held back. So all of my mm -hmm. friends were two to three years older than me. So okay. That's what also gave me that grit to because mm -hmm. I wanted to play sports against them and I was always smaller. And mm -hmm. so I wanted to gain an advantage. So I started working out, plus the aforementioned uh, violence in my stuff. So I started at 13. I took okay. a little bit of a break at 16 because I moved out of my violent parents' house and lived on my own and had to, had to basically support myself for about a year and a half. And then when I went away to college, I started training again. And then I think, and then I learned how to really work out. I hooked on uh, with some big bodybuilders and they pushed me beyond my brink. And I kind of like kind of went on. I was like, wait a minute. I hang out with older, wiser, stronger, bigger, everything better than me people. It pulls me with them. And yeah. I, that has stayed with me to this day because at the end of the end of the day, I want to get better. I'm always wanting to get yeah. better. And you're not going to get better hanging out with people that are beneath you or just like mm -hmm. you or that absolutely agree with everything you say. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. Two really good nuggets. If you're listening, that just came out of that random question, which is just one turning a disadvantage into your advantage, right? Just because you're younger, smaller, not where someone else is, doesn't mean you can't turn that into your motivation, the fire in your belly. And then two, obviously surround yourself with people who are where you want to be and where you want to go, whether that's a fitness, you know, gym uh, goal or life, business, relationship, any of that. I think that's just, those are just two really good nuggets. Well, the reciprocal is very true. And unfortunately we see a lot of it. I call it crabs in a bucket. You know, people don't want to see you ascend. They're going to pull you down. Those are not your people. Mm. Sever ties and run. Um, Mm. And also we tend to hang out with people. I say misery loves company, but misery really hates being alone. So you can Mm. get, you get in a room full of like-minded, miserable people, man, they will, you, you won't do anything. So the first thing you do is stop those bad habits and then watch your friends. For me, they were called drinking buddies fall mm-hmm. off. And fall once away. that happens, yeah. it's addition through subtraction. You know, <laughs> yes. it, it really is. You, you yeah. said it before. Life really is simple. We just yeah. make it hard. Oh my God. Yeah. That's my boys. Yeah. Who are keeping yeah. you in the same exact place where you are today on that stinking merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of that. And and the big thing I think people in, in the social media algorithms do this to us. We keep getting bombarded with people that are that think the exact same way we do. I don't mm. want to. I've read all of Brene Brown's books. She is uh, uh, is liberal. I tend to be more in the middle. I don't mm-hmm. I don't judge people, but I want to know all about it. She opened yeah. my eyes to so many things. I don't understand. Yeah. You know, I don't experience shame, uh, right. but she studies it. And I read all about it. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, you're not going to learn from all the same people. And you'll see me too. I'm a kind of a creep when I go to gyms. I walk around and I watch people working out because I want to learn new exercise. Even 30 years of working Dang. out, I can learn something. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so much to, to, you know, so much we could go through with that. But uh, what would you say is, what's your telltale sign? that the person you're around, like if you're, if someone's listening, they're like, well, I don't know if I'm in the right rooms. I don't know if I'm around the right people. What would you say is like a telltale sign for you that it's time to remove yourself from a situation or a relationship or a group or something like that? How do you know? That's an easy one. But I'm going to, I'm going to say my answer and then I'm going to kind of dance around a lot of things. Number one is victim. Being Mm -hmm. if someone's a victim and they're talking negativity my entire being starts shaking. I am obnoxiously positive. I don't, yeah. I don't even hear negativity. So if I hear negativity, I start getting a little bit freaky. And, <laughs> and, I, and I'll let the first one go by. And then if I hear a victim mentality, you'll just hear me look and go, seriously? Come on. And then I try to turn them. And then the next thing, if I know that there's no way that their negativity mm-hmm. is going to change, that you'll hear this. I got it. Where's the bathroom? And I disappear. <laughs> I need water. I think I need to ba- like, go get a drink. Yeah. Yeah. I used that used to be my big thing, but I don't, I don't drink anymore. So it's like I got to yeah. run to the bathroom. Uh, or yeah. I'll, I'll be, this is a classic word. I'll be right back. And then I bolt mm-hmm. because I just, you remember that. I can't, yeah. I'm like allergic to negativity. And, and I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody. But I'm, again, doing the violent work. I was curled up in my freaking um, sofa during the pandemic, crying out 40 years of emotions that I had mm-hmm. been masking with alcohol. Yeah. So yeah. I have been through it. So just yeah. because somebody has it doesn't mean that they're bad people. But if right. you're not willing to or even open to looking at that, come yeah. talk to me when you are. Because <laughs> I'm telling you what, I was that person. I was the drinker talking crap about people and everything, talking about things and just garbage. And now I don't. I can do either or. I choose this. This is a better life. It feels more in alignment. It inspires more. It's just, it, 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 it keeps getting better. I can't, getting better. I can't say it any other way. It just keeps getting better. And when I'm around negativity, I, I don't like it. Because yeah. it's yeah. such a cop out. It's so yeah. easy 
to talk trash and talk mm-hmm. negative. It takes work to be positive, but positivity mm-hmm. is contagious and it's infectious yeah. and it's, mm-hmm. it opens up doors that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. And it's, it's choose your heart. You mean, we've heard that phrase before, right? It's choose your heart and you can choose to bitch and moan and complain about your life and that it's not where you want it to be, your business, your relationship, whatever. Or you can choose to wake up tomorrow and do things differently. And that's going to be hard in the beginning because it's different for your body, for your subconscious and all of these things. But the rewards on the other end are so great. But if someone's not there and their eyes aren't open yet, I'm with you. I start. It starts to like, I my tolerance level these days is so low for someone who's not willing to put forth the work to make their life be the thing that they are excited and, you know, um, jumping out. I'm not saying we have to jump out of bed physically every day, but I'm saying like waking up every day and being like, this is my life. This is a legacy I'm leaving behind and I'm thrilled for this journey. And if you're not in that headspace, my tolerance level has just gotten really low and it's, it's, you know, I, I have compassion, not to say I don't have compassion. It's just, it's like once your eyes are open, it's really hard, you know, to ever go backwards, right? Well, I said healing is hard, but living a life of dysfunction is exhausting. Oh, yeah. I woke up every yeah. day and believe me, I was highly functioning and I had everything. <laughs> I had all the money in the world. I could do whatever I want. And I was yeah. exhausted all yeah. the time. Now yeah. um, I have lots of peace clarity and freedom and now the freedom i can do whatever i want whenever i want and i and i look in the mirror and i love the guy that i look that it looks in so do you want to be exhausted or do you want to be happy yeah what would you say would be let's give them three characteristics of someone who shows up every day with like this harder than life mentality that you kind of embody what would you say are three top characteristics required well Loyal, uh, loyal, honest, okay. and communicative. And I like mm-hmm. to put vulnerable in there and courageous yeah. because it, it, it's, it's a little, it's a little scary to, um, to do some of this stuff. When I first started this, I mean, you go back and look at some of my earlier videos and you could just see a scared individual. Yeah. And then now yeah. it's like, dude, put a microphone in my face and let's go. Because all yeah. I'm doing is telling my story. It's my truth. Yeah. And it's you don't have to remember anything when you're telling the truth. So, right. it, and, and these are really good qualities and traits to have in anybody. Just the yeah. last two, being courageous and being vulnerable, that one, those take time. But you can be loyal, you can be honest, and you can be communicative. Communication mm-hmm. is everything in this world. Nothing mm-hmm. ever gets solved without a conversation. Right. Yeah. And nothing happens without a conversation either to even begin, you know, before, before there's the the solving part. Yeah. It's so crucial. And yet so many of us don't come from environments that fostered good communication or showed us great communication. And I'm still to this day kind of trying to become a better communicator in my personal life because loved my father to pieces, but he was, you know, silent Steve was kind of his nickname in my family. He didn't talk a lot. And he had, you know, was surrounded by sisters, married my mom when they were 17 years old and she had nothing but sisters. And he had to kind of grow up fast and be the man of the household when they were younger. And he just didn't talk a lot. And so I've realized as I've been going on my healing journey that I didn't have a lot of experience speaking to a man. And that probably has made an, has had the impact that I, I experience where I'm like, don't always feel comfortable. I, I refer to my th- throat chakra quite a bit. It's something I'm still working on. Like, how do I get comfortable being vulnerable and speaking, you know, effectively with, with men in particular? Um, so it's, it's fascinating. The whole communication thing is fascinating. Is that why you're single? Probably. <laughs> if we had to, we had to dial it down, Kelly. Wait, I just sold your business out there. No, uh, you know, you're a beautiful lady with a, with a big personality and a love exudes out of you. And, and you would look yeah. and say, why is she single? And it's, it's yeah. a choice. And maybe there's still some work to be done with, with that communication because yeah. man, I tell you what, for me, that that's also who I'm looking for in a partner would, they have to be able to communicate. And I yeah. mean, not just tell me what you're feeling. I want to know yeah. everything. 
Don't yeah. rob me of, yeah. of that experience. Ooh. If they're, if they're a partner, we're in this together. We're co-creating life. And mm-hmm. I want to know everything, even if it's crazy because our <laughs> egos until the, we, we we're successfully kill them off are crazy yeah. because yeah. We're, it's trying to keep us safe from something that isn't even happening right now. So you're, you're right. talking about how you don't like the community. You're, you're nervous to communicate because your dad didn't communicate. Well, here you're talking to a communicative man right now. So let's do <laughs> it. Know. And anytime you want to practice, it. you have my cell phone number. You call me. <laughs> Kelly, this, I love it. I said no, this to me. What did he mean? <laughs> I'll be like, Rod, girlfriend, he's unhealed. Red flag. <laughs> well, it's so, it's just interesting. I mean, I have no troubles being, I, you know, I pride myself on, for the most part, being an open book about so many things. But then when it comes to like being vulnerable and sharing something that's makes me feel like I could be uh, perceived as, needy or weak or all of these negative terms that women get thrown around, we get thrown around um, through our developing years. And there's just, there's still work for me to be, do, to be doing there. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do the work. Let me put you in a, in a question. So that's just, we're, we're, yeah. we're being vulnerable. What's, what's yeah. a fear? What is a fear in a relationship for you? Oh, that's easy. Abandonment always. <laughs> oh, I would never guess that. Wow. Okay. I can't wait to have you on my podcast. (laughs) We're going to go deep. You're brilliant. Why would anybody ever want to leave you? Or wait, would you abandon yourself? Uh, Probably a little bit of both. Probably a little bit of both. I have a tendency to be very easygoing. Like I'm a very easygoing human. I just am. I'm not going to... I'm not going to hold shame around it. I, I think it's a beautiful thing, but also sometimes it does uh, lead me to abandoning myself a little bit. Yeah. So, so part of the communication that I think is attractive. So if you want to date me, <laughs> I want you to tell me when you feel like, like being quiet. Yeah. But you have something to say, if that makes sense. That's so when yeah. you were about to be quiet and you have strong feelings, say them to me. That's hot. Yeah. That would bring us together. Yeah. And if I'm the right person for you, this became just a love romance uh, um, <laughs> podcast. If I'm the right person for you, I create a safe landing spot and safe space yeah. to say that. And I just say, yeah. ooh, I hear you and I see you. Yeah. And then yeah. you, you're able to communicate more and then we, we co-create and cultivate yeah. awesomeness together. But, yeah, but that's the strong masculine I was alluding to when we first started this conversation is just like I'm, I've, my eyes have been opened recently to this concept and what it looks like and how it allows me to be in my feminine and be vulnerable and be honest and not have to have all the answers because I am single, 44 years old. I've had multiple successful businesses. I own my own home, drive my own Porsche. Like all, like I can take care of myself and yet what that's done is maybe made it a little bit harder for me to be the vulnerable feminine in the relationship that I really want to be, you know, so. That's, anyway, that's so awesome. The I yeah. just interviewed someone, a relationship expert, and she said there's three questions she asked, and I, I for the life of me, I I can't remember what they are, but it was something like, "Tell what did you learn from your last relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, tell me a project that you're working on right now." And there's a third one, and I can't remember what it is, but they were just about just to learn, get through the the the, the BS and find out. You know, mm-hmm. all too often. We go from one relationship to another, to another, to another, and don't heal and don't learn anything, and and that's right. a a problem with society. So yeah, because then you just create the same cycle over and over again, and that's in relationships or business, really. Like when we keep doing the same thing over and over again because we don't take the moment to heal and learn from the thing, then and then we expect different results. <laughs> well, by the way, that conversation that we were just hypothetically having of, of a romantic relationship works in yeah. a business and personal setting too. With yeah. the moment that you can get vulnerable in a business relationship, you will create a mm. bond and trust as well. So if you think that. that they don't want to know, I had a, a customer once tell me that I, I remind him of his father. And he, I, mm. he goes, I know that this probably is weird to you, but I didn't have a good relationship with my father. And I said, that is excellent information. Thank you. Mm-hmm, I will mm-hmm, soften mm-hmm. my speak to you. And he, mm-hmm. he, when I would talk, cause I get so excited 
And then I'm a <laughs> big guy and I'm a big personality and I'm halfway smart. And I just, da, 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 da. and it used to trigger him. So um, I would have to slow yeah. down. And yeah. we had the best, really. We're friends to this day, even though we're not customers mm-hmm. anymore. We're just, we're friends. And yeah. it created a bond between us that I'll never forget. Yeah. 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 And we're going to, this is a perfect segue. I do want to ask you some biz related questions because obviously you're the CEO of your own company and you've been very successful there and Hold on. Uh, and you're an entrepreneur. I, I am no longer the CEO. I have released oh. control. I have promoted okay. a woman as a CEO. Oh. I am now okay. just the owner and I'm okay. called the visionary. And The visionary. I love it. Part of that is we are trying to grow to a bigger if you've ever read the book, 10X is, is easier than 2X. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're doing is I'm the okay. bottleneck. I know it. My insecurities <laughs> are the bottleneck. I still okay. want to tinker. I want to know everything. Okay. And that is not scalable. So I have yeah. pulled my ego out of it. And mm. I, I'm still very much involved in the company. I'm there. And, and it's just I'm not doing day-to-day stuff. I'm giving the ideas and I'm passing them on to my leadership team. I have this amazing CEO who's a woman who is able to take my vision and integrate it into the company. And she gets teased because she's a female version of me, kind of like you. (laughs) I love that. Well, I mean, first of all, congrats, because that's a huge milestone. I think that's a lot of entrepreneurs real vision is to get to the point where we can just be the visionary and we're not deep in the trenches. It's hard. Uh, and obviously it's hard. It's hard. And obviously it's it didn't so start hard out that way. I started, I was the first, I used to do everything in the company. I was the only yeah. employee for years. Now we have 25 people and it's like, uh, wait, am I not? And, and you know, part of it was feeling like I wasn't needed. Like mm. I, all of it. that was the first, so if you're successful in your personal life, in your mind, if you do this mindfulness work, you'll probably be uber successful in business. Mm-hmm. Not the other way. If the other way were true, we'd still have Michael Jackson, Elvis, and Prince still around. So good point. <laughs> um, money yeah. doesn't make you happy. Being happy yeah. makes money, though. Yeah. So uh, that Ooh. I will say tell say that you, again. Say that yeah, again. Money doesn't make you happy, but being happy makes you money. Just made yeah. that up, by the way. So it's good. At the end of the day, surrendering, having the courage and making the choice to surrender. And that was allowing my brilliant work family to do what they do without Mm. hovering, without, and it works. We put in a platform that we all work off of, that we have guidelines and we execute. And Mm. uh, we we align a culture of people, of like-minded people, and we go to war. Mm. Did you know you always wanted to be an entrepreneur, own your own business? No. And because, it, again, I hate to be, sound like a broken record, but I started working for myself out of need. I got a paper. Mm. I lied when I was 12 and said I was 13 to get a paper out so I could go make money to feed myself. There was, I mean, I'm telling you, my family growing up, there was no food. There was nobody around. I, I don't I, to this day, I wonder what the heck they thought I ate. Like there was no nothing. All I got was the free lunch at school mm. Monday through Friday. That was the only meal that I was guaranteed. So wow. to this day, I still get triggered. If we're ever out and I'm hungry, we got about yeah. 35 minutes till um, I ready to kill somebody. So feed me when you see me. <laughs> but uh, no, I, so I, I, I got that paper out. I've doubled the, the uh, subscriber base. And then I went door to door candy selling. I, and I always figured out that I was a consummate sales professional. Mm. I love getting people what they want. Yeah. Hold that thought. Let's continue after a quick word from our sponsor. Do you like money and do you hate paying taxes? Well, then listen up because I have an app that's going to change the way you look at taxes as a solopreneur. It's called Ruby Money and it's a lifesaver. Every time you get paid, Ruby Money calculates how much you owe in taxes based on your state. And if you click yes, it automatically sets it aside for you like a little chipmunk. And then when it's time to pay your taxes, 
All you have to do is hit a button and voila, your business and personal bank account never have to feel the hit. Plus, it's way cheaper and more convenient than checking in with your CPA. It's truly such a weight lifted when you know you've got all your ducks in a row and you can pay your taxes with ease. It's helped me lower my taxes by more than $3,000. Give it a try today. Click the link in the show notes and use my code Tiffany for 50% off your first month. Let Ruby Money rule your green money-making machine world. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're still here with us. It's your coach and host, Tiffany. Let's continue. Well, sales and we were talking about communication skills. Sales and communication skills go hand in hand, don't you think? Listening skills. Mm, <laughs> God even gave better. two ears and one mouth for a reason. Salespeople, yep. anybody that's in sales, please listen to that again. Listen, 10 times as much as you talk. You get a yep. salesperson sit in front of me and start talking. I want to murder them. <laughs> and don't yeah. ask me this silly question. What keeps you up at night? Nothing. Nothing keeps you up at night because I know that everything <laughs> right. is going to work out perfectly. So don't give me that crap. Yeah. Research yeah. the business, research who I am. I'm a public figure and bring me value and mm -hmm. value time and money and big mm -hmm. ideas. Mm hmm. And just, you know, like circling it all the way back to what you were talking about with your previous client who, you know, was able to communicate with you and tell you about his trigger with the father thing. And then you all were able to develop a relationship from that. And I think when we talk about sales, listening, communication, and I talk about what it, what it's like to really build a, a sustainable business relationships, like treating people like a human being. So when we listen you know, we're showing them that we see them, that we hear them and that they're valuable to us. And it goes a long way. Yeah. Another male, female thing, relationship. Guys, women don't need you to save them. They just want to be heard. Yeah. That's it. Totally. Be the best advice ever. I, I don't know. You're, you're brilliant. I don't ever need to give you advice. I'm just going to listen to you and hold yeah. space for you. Yeah. 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 It's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. When we realize that, when we stop trying to fix everything. It's right? so hard, though. We're alpha males and we're taught to do, 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 do. And it's like, you know, your value, society has taught you your value is what you do. And that's yeah. not true. Your value is what you've, what you've created, the, the, the mark you've left on the world, your legacy, how you make people feel. That's the big one. I want everybody to one. leave an interaction with me knowing that I listened, that I cared, and that I loved them. Mm. Well, mission accomplished. You're doing that. <laughs> You're doing that. You. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to live coach you for a second. Is that okay? I, I can role play with the best of them. Okay. So I want to, because, you know, as you mentioned, we're filming this, recording this end of December, and we're looking at a new year ahead. And I want to hear from you, and I, I think you'll be um, a voice of inspiration for people. I want to hear from you. I want you to pretend like it's the it's one year from today, so it's end of December 2024, okay? And I want you to tell me what happened for this year to be the best year of your life. Ha ha. So, no surprise to you that I already did all this. I, I've, <laughs> oh, I've already had this. I've already had it planned for the business and for 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 both harder than life and national technology management. We do one year, three year, and ten year planning. So, um, we have specific financial goals, uh, mm -hmm. specific marks that we're going to meet. And mm -hmm. my number one thing for Harder Than Life is to make a, a, a million dollar donation to charity. And Ooh. I will tell you right now, we have not, we haven't monetized much yet, but we have mm -hmm. this app coming out, this mm -hmm. health and happiness app that we believe is going to explode. We're rebranding the Harder Than Life podcast and it's going under a big, marketing company who's going to make that positive and it's all for charity uh, uh, we're, we have a tedx talk coming out i have some in mm. talks with some uh what do they call those talk shows where we're going to go in and, and and you know flex our charity muscle which my tedx coach made up for me he's like you're charity muscle so i love that uh, you know when you're authentic and genuine and i know no other way place to be we're going to be successful so and one year from now, we have a financial goals for NTM that we're going to meet, meet uh, financial mm -hmm. goals that with Harder Than Life that we're going to meet so we can donate 
And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're really looking to get a million subscribers in, in the Harder Than Life uh, app that will be released okay. sometime in January. So that would be an outstanding year. Uh, we put okay. big, hairy, audacious goals, and usually I smash them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those things that I know it's not perfect, but we're going to put it out there and then mm-hmm. we'll, we'll adjust. That's how I know I love myself and I have all the self-confidence that if I put it out there and I, I'll listen to feedback and someone's like, Hey, you missed, I, I just was laughing. I didn't put anything about, uh, romance, love and relationships mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. So think of it as a positivity platform of like-minded individuals where we're not trying to, it is really going to be a social media app where we're not trying to gather your information so I can sell things to you. It's right. a, it's a small, small fee. I'm going to invite all my friends to come in and collaborate. And it's and so think of a group of all of us, savages, mm-hmm. assassins, people in personal development, wanting to get better. And Love if it. someone's negative, I will refund their money and I will ask them to leave the group. And yeah. because we're all going to get, it's going to be a, a safe place to, to collaborate. And my guess is, is that the people that I love dearly are going to love it and going to think of more ways to inspire more. And at the end of the year, it's all for charity. I, I'm not, I don't, I, I don't need anything. My, my, the, what I take up is I, I have everything I need. I have a house in Florida. I have a house in Michigan. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I, I don't require much. My daughter's uh, all set for, for college. You've got three meals a day. I you know I'm a big guy. I have to have five meals a day. <laughs> you have five meals a day. <laughs> so yeah, I get. I, I, so that's going to be a great year. Is you know, I don't, will I get to the million next year? Probably not. But if we can do six high six figure donations, and yeah. um, you'll make a difference in the world from a positive perspective. And we're doing that slowly but surely. I'll be 49 mm-hmm. next year. You know, we're going to do something real special for 50. I'm going to write another book. I'm going to start writing another book. Okay, and, love um, it. Just as long as we're in the six figures for charitable donations. There's three charities we're a part of, and I have to mention them. Two children's charities, yep. Variety okay. Children's Foundation, and uh, one called Families Against Narcotics, which helps support uh, any family that is dealing with uh, substance abuse in their family, mm-hmm. usually tears the family down. So I envision myself yeah. going to these events at the end of the year, probably emceeing them because I'm loud and obnoxious and whipping out <laughs> a six figure check behind me and just going, here we go. That to me it. is my passion. And yeah. I want as many people that help me get there, come and enjoy that. There will be film crews and that's what you'll see come December next year. And then we'll raise the freaking the, the, the level. The, we'll move yeah. the goalposts and we'll see. I hit the million next year. We'll go for two the next year. Of course we will. I love that. And oh my gosh, I love how you you did something that I didn't even have to prompt you through, but you really have this visual already in your head of what it looks like when you've achieved that goal of, you know, being the MC with the check in the hand, delivering it. And I'm sure you also can kind of feel what that would feel like for you. And as Hold you on. know- Stop right there. That's what it's all about. That feeling. That's what it's all about. We're always yeah. chasing a feeling. I can mm-hmm. feel it. I feel yeah. myself on that stage. I feel yeah. myself giving this speech at National Technology Management when we made our financial goals. And I, I yesterday we handed out bonuses for the year. Next year, they're going to be bigger. And I'm going to be <laughs> so proud of my ATM family. And the big mm-hmm. thing about National Technology Management that I don't do, if you look at the shield, we protect people from ransomware, which nobody knows mm-hmm. what the hell it is. I'll be, I've been hacked. I've been hacked. We protect it and we keep it simple. We keep it easy. So I love, you see a mantra here? I always love helping people. Yeah. I figured it out so you don't have to. But you're <laughs> yeah. going to have to do a little bit of work. Get on yeah. my back. I got you. Yeah. He can literally carry us all, ladies. <laughs> so, okay. So can well, you'll tell us when we can be on the lookout for the new app know, and, and all of that? It's it's eminent. Like we're talking by the time this this podcast released, it'll probably be out. Okay, and great. you guys will all be I will be asking because there's a component of it where we do lives in it. And I'm gonna yeah. say, come do it and and I'm gonna reach out to all my friends and be like, hey, check it out. And and then you know, it's it's really like I, I don't want to make fun of the social media apps, but it's a lot like a social media app, and that's not yeah. what I meant it to be, but it's kind of morphing that way. And, and I will, yes, absolutely 
and then you'll see it all over my social media. Maybe I'll paint it on my chest or something. <laughs> of course. I love it. We can't wait. I'm so excited for this, for all of the things that we're going to be celebrating together one year from now that you just mentioned. I have full faith that they will all come true and be your reality sooner rather than later. And I hope those listening can just take an ounce of your enthusiasm, dedication, positivity, and carry it with them into the next week, month, year of their own lives as well. As I love to say on this podcast, this or more is in your future, right? And you just painted a really brilliant and beautiful future for yourself. So. Well, you say that. That's cute. You know what I say? I'm not going to stop until I get what I came from or so, came for or something or better. Oh, I love that. So, I love it. So that's yes. just, I learned that from a pastor. I went to a, a, a an inner city Detroit church and I heard it from this pastor and I wrote it down and I just love it. I love that too. So good. Well, I will drop in the show notes where people can find you. Go ahead and tell us though your handle on Instagram. It's kelly.siegel.71. It's spelled... S-I-E-G-E-L. And uh, harderthanlife.com is the easiest place to get, get all of us. And soon you'll be able to go to the app store on Apple and download Harder Than Life, the app, where you'll get Love it. all things happiness and health. Uh, a lot of people ask about my workout regimen, my, my supplements, everything I take. I will be having my doctor on because I take a lot of crap about, oh, all he does is take steroids. I got something for you for that. Uh, <laughs> heaven forbid somebody actually do the work day in and day out. So we're going to bring the doctor on and kind of be yeah. aggressive and show blood work that, no, we actually do the work. Ooh, and um, just going to have fun, man, and give back I for love a it. cause. So how can the Harder Than Life listeners support you? Oh my goodness. Just your positivity, your faith, your like, seriously, when you, you know, send me messages and, you know, we had a little funny email exchange because I said that the word grit kept coming up in my life and just, just your existence is just really, really a gift for me. So I, I appreciate it. And I've got some programming coming out next year to help women make more money. So I'll tap you on the shoulder and see if you've got anybody you might want to spread the word along to. Absolutely. Sure. I've already sent you a couple of people. I'm going to send you some more. And then this is going to yeah. be, that's good stuff to throw in to the app because we're yeah. going to have like-minded people. What I can see this to be is a whole bunch of people that are just captive audience that are just thinking alike. Yeah. I love that. I love the idea of being able to virtually gather us all in a safe space because as you know, social media doesn't always feel that safe for a lot of people. So yeah. what you're creating feels like a safe space. I'm hoping to, I hope I don't get censored. <laughs> but I'm not trying to take those on. I'm trying to take the yeah. the, the people that want to be here. Now, I'm not trying yeah. to take away. Stay on your app. But yeah. just end on this one so you can end happy. How many people get off social media and they're like, oh, I can look at mine. I, I take abuse all day long. Luckily, I it, it's none of my business what anybody thinks about me. And <laughs> yeah. um, when they get off of the harder than life, healthier than life, happier than life app, they better be one of the three. Love it. And it will be. I know if you're behind it, it will be. So can't wait to support you there. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for joining me today. This has been such a beautiful conversation. As you and I chatted before, we could probably talk for hours and hours, but I think we left people with some good nuggets. So thank you for that. Well, I would tell you that I would work with you as a CEO, as an owner anytime because you were mm -hmm. brilliant, you were kind, you were full of love, and I just highly recommend anybody and everybody to work with you. And I can't wait to steal more of your time. Oh, thank you. That means a lot to hear. It really does. Thank you. All right. I will see you soon.